The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanki. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanki. And welcome to today's very inspiring show. I'm happy that you're spending your time with us today. Each week, we start with an example of the boomerang effect And the boomerang effect is the concept that what you put out in life is what you get in return. And today's boomerang began with a movement that started back in 2002. An unknown Chicago artist and designer named Matthew Hoffman made up these 100 stickers that simply stated the phrase, you are beautiful. Have you ever seen these stickers around? We have one on a lamppost in a parking lot of a restaurant here in town. And then the other day, a friend and I discovered a You Are Beautiful sticker on the door of an outdoor bathroom in the park. So they're beautiful to see, very fun to see, and we kind of get giddy when we run into into them. Now, if you haven't seen them, I do encourage you to search You Are Beautiful stickers, Google them, and search them to see what they look like. The amazing feature of the story is that such a simple gesture, a very simple concept, which began with an artist wanting to just remind people that they're beautiful exactly the way they are, has now skyrocketed into these stickers being translated into languages around the world. And check out this astounding number, over two million stickers have been placed around the world and various parts of the world. So what began as a kind gesture catapulted into a movement of epic proportions. Now, Matthew was even featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. And with a positive message and an idea to spread joy and beauty, Matthew gets to hear from people all around the world And they're uplifting stories and they send pictures uh, from across the globe as to where these stickers are placed. Three simple words changing the world for the better. Way to go, Matthew. We salute you. And now for our uplifting interview today, we welcome the NFL's Labor and Operations Coordinator, Michael Leach, to the show. Thanks for spending your time with us today, Michael. We really appreciate your time and energy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, let me give our listeners a bit of background about you, Michael. Michael's life is an inspirational lesson on the importance of faith in God, hard work, perseverance, and courage. Michael is currently the Labor Operations Coordinator for the NFL, working in the League's Management Council. 
Now, prior to joining the NFL headquarters, he served as the assistant to the head coach for the Chicago Bears for three years, which is how I get to know Michael. Growing up in Chicago, he has always dreamed of working in professional sports. Though he lacked the natural uh, athletic gifts of many of his peers, through hard work, parental encouragement, and discipline, he achieved his dream and continues to dream for even greater heights. Michael is an alumnus of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and St. Thomas University in Miami, Florida, where he received his Bachelor and Master of Science degrees in sports management and sports administration, respectively. Now, before conferring his master's degree, he was selected from hundreds of applicants to work for the Miami Dolphins as a media relations and football operations assistant for the team's flagship assistantship program. So today, Michael is speaking to us about servant leadership, and um, we want to start, Michael, by really acknowledging you for living your dream and working in the professional sports field and how you, what steps you took and, and, and really how you got to this place in your life. If you can just step our listeners through that, that would be great. Sure, sure. Well, thank you very much. I'm very humbled by the intro there. I was very, very blessed to serve under some great leaders on this journey that I'm on under Coach Lovey Smith and Coach Mark Strassman during that three-year span in Chicago. And it was in that position there where I was enabled to serve as that leads on to multiple parties, whether it's players, uh, staff, ownership, you name it, and, and really understand what goes into being organized while leading the team, whether it was doing scheduling or managing the fiscal or operating budget, um, hiring, coaching interns, et cetera. I, I was really able to gain a thorough understanding on a day-to-day life of an NFL head coach. You know, who, who wouldn't want to do that, right? And, and, and his staff and his players. And, and while at that time, serving as an administrative component to the business side along with the football side and interconnecting them both. So, so now transitioning to the league office, uh, that decision was solely based on, on, on one thing, and, and that was me wanting to learn more and simply grow, but, but more importantly, understanding what I really wanted to do in life. For me, see, I knew I didn't envision myself ever becoming a football coach, but, but I did, however, envision myself growing more on the business side of football, which subsequently led me to deciding to move on in this new role here with the management council. And now learning a collective bargaining agreement, auditing player contracts, a salary cap, and a host of other aspects. Uh, and as I tell people all the time that I interact with, one of the worst things you can do in life is choose the right thing at the wrong time. And, and after praying about it, consulting with my mentors and others that I respect and admire, especially my wife, who I just made three years with this, uh, a couple of days ago here, I, I decided that it was the right time. And I couldn't be more humbled, honored, and, and thankful to be working with a great collaborative group here in New York now and just taking it one day at a time to, to learn as much as I can while seeking ways to add value to our group in any way I can. And we, we really uh, respect the fact that 
you know, after three years with the Bears and, and assisting Lovey Smith and Mark Tressman, that um, you moved into the league office in New York. I know you probably missed the Chicago-style pizza and Portillo's and all the things Chicago, but they've got some great things out in New York for you. I'm sure that you can take advantage of, right? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I sincerely miss uh, the Chicago-style pizza, for sure. So when I head out there in a few weeks here for the drive, I will certainly be getting some, some of that. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Michael, and I know our listeners that are from the Chicago area, this place is buzzing about the the, the upcoming draft. And, I mean, they have pulled out all the stops. It really, really looks like a wonderful event, very interactive, in, in true Chicago nature, it looks like there's going to be wonderful food, wonderful music. It's, it, there's a lot of festivity and also interaction with what they're preparing for the draft. So it really looks like it's going to be such a big event here. And I know Chicago is going to showcase this so that they can you know receive the, uh, the nod for subsequent drafts. And there's going to be a lot more competition among other cities that want it, but you know, being a native Chicagoan, you and I, we can kind of look at it and go, hey, it looks like they're doing, pulling out all the stops and doing everything right here to make it, make Chicago a worthwhile location for the draft. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yes. Now, as you mentioned, we started, you started out with the Chicago Bears, which is, as I mentioned at the start of the show, that's how I get to, got to know you. We worked together to actually secure my interview with Coach Tressman last year. And we really talked a lot about leadership and a lot about kind of the philosophies around leadership, which is why I wanted to invite you onto the show because I admired the principles that you shared and your drive and your inspiration and, and you, you know, following your dream. And I thought it was such a worthy story to, you know, highlight here with our listeners. And then, as I said, last year, you got promoted to the NFL headquarters in New York, where you're the labor operations coordinator. Now, how is this job in the, uh, the NFL another step in fulfilling that dream? I know, you know, you kind of said the right, you know, you, were, you made the decision at the right time. Um, how is this uh, another step in fulfilling your dream? And what do you see Next, like what's the next dream? I want to get our listeners to really get a clear understanding of what you had going on in your mind to create this opportunity for yourself and then where you see yourself going next. Sure. Well, just in short, uh, this served as the best next step. I always tell people, you know, make sure your next step is your best step. And, and, and this next step for me was just simply understanding what I didn't know, but at the same time, understanding what I did know. And that was me being really, really saturated on the football side at the club level and just knowing that I needed to evolve, that, that there was so much more um, than the club level, than learning the day-to-day aspects of whether or not you get a win or a loss. This next step was, was, for me was really uh, embedded in the fact that coming to the league office, having that macro-level view Knowing how the salary cap operates and how that, uh, you know, impacts all the clubs, uh, understanding how decisions are made, it, it was just the right step for me because, again, business runs all. It's about the game at the end of the day, but it really, really inspired me to 
take this next step at this time just because I, I wanted to learn the business as opposed to the football end of things. Sure, and it really allows you, Michael, to get a very high-level perspective on the overarching business and administrative functionality of the organization as a whole, as opposed to really just one team. And one team, and I shouldn't say just, but one team is really important. And obviously, there's so many functions that that evolve as part of, of the, the management and the, and, the, and the execution of the team and, and how that all fits and works together. But this has to be really exciting for you to take a look at things from that very high level, big picture. I mean, the NFL brand is a huge brand and um, you get a chance to see it from, from you know, really club level s- seats, if we can use a fun analogy, I guess, so to speak. You get to see it from a really high level. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, certainly would. You know, the top, you know perspective is, is not just what you see, but how you view what you see. And, and uh, I'll probably say this again at the end of this interview. You know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at really do change. And, and this is just an opportunity to evolve uh, my perspective and, and grow and, and serve along the way as well with some good people. Yeah. My mentor always used to tell me that, too. Uh, when he would say, Fee, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so I adhere to that principle as well. For sure. Now, you, yeah, you mentioned servant leader. And please define uh, what you see as your role as a servant leader as, Michael. Well, my role as a servant leader really is to intentionally seek out ways to add value to people, not just professionally, but personally, emotionally, spiritually. You know, the, the key word in that is intentional. And I, I read this study years ago about adders and subtractors in our lives. Uh, all of us, regardless of what relationship it is, whether it's family, an associate, a coworker, every relationship in our life either adds to or subtracts from your life. And what the study came to find was that 90% of adders do so intentionally, while conversely 90% of subtractors did so unintentionally. They had no clue that they were even subtracting from your life or, or devaluing who you are meant to become. So my role as a servant leader all in all is just to intentionally seek out ways to add value to people in, in, in whatever fashion I deem necessary in that moment. And I I really adhere to the principle of intentions. And one of the things that I do as a leadership coach is talk about how you can break your day into intentions and how important intentions are to just kind of preset your day, get things in motion, and, you know, really talk, talk and, and, and put out to the, you know, put out to the ethers in the, in the world to say, this is really what I am doing. And I, I feel like it's such an empowering principle. Um, sure. Before we go to break, Michael, what would you say are some of the keys that you have found in realizing your dreams? Well, the number one key was realizing that all things are possible when you keep faith in God. I mean, I'm a firm believer that we block our dreams when we allow our fear to grow bigger than our faith. And, and unfortunately, all of us are going to be fearful of something in life. But on the other side of the coin, all of us are also going to be faithful of something in life. And for me personally, there's nothing more faithful and promising than Jesus Christ and, and involving Him in my life plan. And additionally with that, of course, came networking and understanding that it's 
not about what you know, and sometimes it's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. Because uh, you can know a hundred people and world changers, but if not one of those world changers know you, who you are, what you're capable of becoming, your character, etc., it doesn't matter who you know. So, combination of all of those things really uh, serves to be the, the keys on how I've kind of found and realized in this dream. And that's such wonderful advice. And when I spoke about Matthew Hoffman, the the gentleman who in 2002 gave out 100 stickers, you talk about a way to get people to know who he is just by doing this kind gesture. That's what I love about that story. And and when you run into these stickers, and, and here I've run into two of them here in my hometown, you just really feel good about the, the the intention behind the stickers and it was it's really the intention is really to make people understand and know and accept themselves that they are beautiful just as they are and so for that for that inspired idea this guy I mean he's so well known now he was on Oprah as I mentioned and and he's got people from all over the entire globe communicating with him to tell tell the stories of how wonderful these stickers are. So again, I think it I think that's a great kind of a segue into you know, who knows you and how are you known in the world? And there's there's a lot of things that are uh vital and important to that and sometimes you may just stumble upon it like Matthew Hoffman did. Definitely. Most definitely can agree with that. Yeah. So we are going to take a very short break here, and we're talking with Michael Leach from the NFL League Office in New York about being a servant leader. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today, because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. 
And welcome back. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're speaking with Michael Leach from the NFL, and we're talking about being a servant leader. And um, Michael, you speak about the power that daily choices can have in your life. How do you... Uh, look at those daily choices for yourself and then also encourage others to make daily choices that serve a greater good? Great question. Well, my first method is always to encourage people by example, and that is to to do the best I can, even though I'm not perfect, to make day-to-day choices that exude serving a greater good through my actions. And in addition to that, whenever I have a speaking engagement or consult with people, whether seasoned professionals, college students, you name it, I encourage them to find time to take a step back and understand that we is greater than me. You know, what you do for yourself is ultimately going to die with you, but what you do for others will live on forever. And be quite frank, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. It takes courage to do that, and ultimately it is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities ever will. And lastly, I really just try to find ways to encourage them to become a better thinker and to try to master the process of good thinking. I strongly believe that if you can change your thinking, you can change your life. And my simple six-step process is, one, expose yourself to good input. Read books, trade magazines, listen to tapes. Two, expose yourself to good thinkers. Three, choose to think good thoughts. And four, act on those good thoughts. And, and five, just allow your emotions to create another good thought. And the sixth step is repeat that process because one good thought does not make a good life. And, and, you know, people who have one good thought or idea and try to ride it out for an entire career often end up unhappy. And, and, and I just encourage them day in and day out that every thought has the potential to become something great if you choose it. Yeah. And I will tell you, Michael, that I'm such a firm believer in the process and awareness of thoughts. And again, as part of coaching, I I have a formula, I call it the leadership formula and the leadership equation that says your thoughts plus your words plus your actions create your reality. And the thoughts are the the fundamental foundation for uh, creating what you want. And, and that's why I think it's so wonderful to see your vision and you, you achieving these dreams and continuing to move up in, in a really short period of time too. you know, getting that exposure that you want. And obviously that's starting with your thoughts and being clear about what your thinking is directing for your life. So it's, uh, it's great yeah. to see. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're Thank welcome. You. Now, you mentioned that your parents encouraged you. What did you receive from your parents that other people may not have gotten on the path to realizing your dreams? Well, great parents, uh, Mitchell and Marie Leach, right there in Chicago, probably listening now. Uh, for, for one, my, my parents instilled in me the importance of keeping God involved in family life, whether that was making sure we gave thanks and said grace before eating a meal to reading a daily word book together as a family to simply praying together as a family at the end of every night before going to bed. You know, in today's society, most families don't necessarily engage in those moments. And uh, they also encouraged me to, to simply never quit or give up on something after I would make a commitment to start something. They, they exuded that simply through their marriage. been married for 34 years, now almost 35. And through the 
many athletic teams that I would join, even though I may not have been, again, the most naturally gifted athlete on the team, uh, I can never quit. I can never give up or say, you know, can you unsign me up? Because <laughs> I don't feel like losing again. But they really instilled in me those principles. And, you know, of course, we took vacations and had the, the natural family moments and family reunions, but really just understanding like keeping God involved in family life day to day and, and, and making sure that those moments serve to be just as important as the other moments uh, with a day-to-day practice that, that I think is it's missing in society for sure. And I'm sure they were great leaders in your life to kind of pave that path for you because that was certainly a family event is, is practicing your faith and, and really executing things that were very faithful and trusting in, in God, def- definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And how has your faith served you to help you to become a servant leader? Well, we had the, number one, the perfect example in, in Jesus Christ, of course, as it says in the Bible, you know, he, he came not to be served, but to serve. And I believe, Gandhi said it, you know, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And I, I think it's in those moments, fee of, of, of service where you develop your gifts, leadership, and your purpose, and, and ultimately shift from having a, a life of success to having a life of significance. So, so having that mentality has helped me to be more cognizant of, of not getting caught up in worldly success, but the more divine success. Um, Pastor Steve Muncie, the uh, Family Christian Center there in Chicago, Pastor Kent Muncie, uh, Pastor Carl Lentz here in New York, Rich Wilkerson, uh, Pastor Rich Wilkerson, senior and junior in Miami when I was there, uh, Pastor Danny Dad. I can go on and on about the list of individuals that I've kind of seen and witnessed as servant leaders at, at their congregations and, and just leading through their actions. And it inspires me to do the same in my way. Yeah. And how do you incorporate that, Michael, when, well, I guess on a team level, you don't really have that interaction as much with the team anymore because it's more league-related interactions. But how would you say that you carry that through in your day-to-day interactions? Well, my day-to-day interactions, I tell people, uh, regardless of where you work, uh, the only thing a job title can buy is a little time either to in- increase your level of influence with others or to undermine it. So we try to remove job titles. I, 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 it's really important to create authentic relationships with whomever you work with, whatever department that is. And, and how I do it is simply asking, how can I help? Um, where can I be best served at? How can I add value in, in this area or on this project? Or what can I learn to alleviate stress from you? You, you want to help make lives better. And the best way to start, especially in the workplace, is just to remove tasks, remove stress from anyone and everyone that you can along the way. And, and eventually you learn more and eventually they value you more and, and it, it becomes this collaborative effect of a team working, that, that ideology of, of we being greater than me. And, and I just try to foster that um, in any way I can and, and just try to stay involved as much as I can on, on multiple levels here in, in various departments. And I will say this because I was on a conference call yesterday with a team a, a team of people that were, there's a, an event that I'm going to be doing a couple of uh, uh, keynote speaking engagements with. Mm-hmm. And they said the same thing. They said, Fee, how can we serve you? How can we support you? How can we make this process 
easier for you. And I will say that that is a key or those are key questions that really just allow you to feel so supported in your role that I I would encourage our listeners uh, to make sure that they do that. They ask those types of questions because it just puts you on an even playing field with the people that you're with so that you can feel that degree of support and that, that, you know, that level of encouragement. And I think that's very, really significant and very profound. So thanks for sharing that with us. You're exactly right. You, you can tell more about a person by the questions they ask more so than the answers they give. So just always finding a way to ask those questions. I think that's important. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Now, your motto, Michael, is to risk more than others think is safe, care more than others think is wise, dream more than others think is practical, and expect more than others think is possible. Tell our listeners the beneficial outcomes of living with such an attitude and how that kind of came to fruition. Oh, well, that's a very loaded question, but but one I'm very passionate about. Um, for starters, sometimes in life, if, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And living w- with such an attitude creates opportunities uh, to have a well-rounded perspective on your life. You know, pers- again, I said perspective isn't just what you see, but how you view what you see. So risking more, caring more, dreaming more, expecting more enables you to see the big picture in life. It, it, it's hard to, you know, when you're looking at a painting in, in a gallery, it's hard to see the picture while inside the frame. And life is always about when you hear the hustle and bustle, especially here in New York, is to get things done, to get things done. But to get things done, you just need focus. However, to get the right things done, you also need to consider the big picture. And, and it's only by putting your daily choices, activities, in the context of the big picture will you be able to stay on target. And I, I tell people that I consult with, you've got to think about big things while you're doing small things so that all the small things go in the right direction. And when you look beyond yourself, your own interests, your own world, and apply those life principles, it, it becomes a powerful force that just helps thrust you in, into becoming who you really are in life. And that's what I've done, and, and that's what I pray and hope I'll continue to do for years to come. Yes, and I will say that you, as with this concept of being a servant leader, Michael, because you put that out, that's one of the examples of the boomerang that I, I feature every single week. It's the boomerang that you throw out there to the world, the we as opposed to me, we is greater than me. Those principles come back so significantly and profoundly and that's a really important topic to, to for people to understand that from and and this is what I can share with our listeners as being a leadership coach for the past 15 year 15 plus years is the interesting thing is that from life is all about perspective and I love your analogy of the painting and, and look, looking and viewing at the painting because you can look at something and see something completely differently than the next person. And so exactly. if, you can, 
yeah, if we can accept and understand that from our shoes, it looks one way, but from someone else's shoes, based on what emotions they may have around it, or it may be an emotionally charged thing. And some of the things that I've witnessed with some of my clients is that if we remove the emotional charge with it, that people mm-hmm. gain a whole new perspective and they gain a whole bigger vision of, you know, beyond the, the me only vision. And it's a really beautiful thing to witness is a beautiful thing to experience. So wonderful points. So thank you for that. Thank you. Now, Michael, I know you speak about being an inspirational speaker. Uh, you not only inform, but you transform the lives of your audience. What would you say are the key components of a transformed life, and how do you convey that message to your audience when you're speaking? Well, there's multiple components that, to, to a transformed life, but just to kind of narrow them down to, to three key components that, that I can think of is one, realizing and acting on your innate natural human desire to want to be part of something bigger than yourself. Uh, two would be just being willing to evolve the way you think because when you, again, change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And lastly, choosing daily to understand the fundamental difference between aspiration and inspiration. And I can uh, jump more into that. Uh, for sure, I'm not sure how much more time we have now, but I read this amazing article by a gentleman by the name of Michael Manville, and, and this idea of, of inspiration versus aspiration really captivated me. You know, that, that aspirations, they represent all of the things we want in life. You know, we're told to set goals so that we can achieve our aspirations, and Aspirations can be things we aspire to obtain, positions we aspire to hold, wealth we aspire to achieve, or relationships we aspire to develop. But most people will believe that, you know, these aspirations are a good thing because they motivate us to achieve greater things. But I've come to find, see, that aspirations might be more like a psychological trap than a light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense. And in transition to inspiration now, sure. unlike aspirations, which are related to something out there and separate from our current experience, you know, inspiration comes from within, really. And, and, and it's something based during our present moment of, of awareness. And when you have this aspiration and this idea that was so compelling to me, we, we are accepting the idea that we are in lack, that there's something out there that we don't have yet. And aspiration can then cause us to feel dissatisfied about who and where we are right now because we haven't achieved this or that, whereas with inspiration, it, it makes us feel good right now in this moment. And inspiration, is, it's, it's not just something we don't have, it's, it, it's something we just had or are in the process of experiencing. So uh, that idea, what I try to con- convey mostly is, is that it's only when we convert inspirations into aspirations that we can devalue our current state into a state of lack. And since this moment is the only moment we, we will ever have, it's important to understand that whatever you're pursuing in life right now, uh, regardless of what industry you're working in or, or what season you're, in your life that you're in, you have to differentiate the two because uh, you can live a life of, of aspiration and, and end up very, very unhappy Whereas with inspiration. It can really, really, really uh, produce some positive outcomes in any life that will follow. 
Sure. And what I feel is very amazing about the word inspire is that really if you break down the word inspire, it means in spirit. And so Uh it just allows you to um, feel that connection to something greater than yourself as you said it so succinctly in the in the moment, in the present moment, in the now. And that's where life exists. And uh, unfortunately, so many of us get distracted by, you know, aspiring to, you know, achieve a goal that may be outside of us rather than to be very fully present to know that in this moment, everything is perfect. And again, going back to our example of Matthew Hoffman and his stickers, the whole intention of those stickers initially was to have people accept themselves as beautiful in the moment. He said, I want people to understand that right now, as you are, you are beautiful. And that's just, that's life as it evolves. And, and you know, placing that value on being present as opposed to, you know, just constantly being distracted by past or future thoughts, which is where fear resides, is uh, exactly. such, it's, it's just such a valuable um, approach to living. And we've got to take another short break, so we'll be right back. We're talking with Michael Leach uh, about servant leadership. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I.com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back with Michael Leach talking about servant leadership. And Michael, we were talking before the break about transforming the lives of people that you touch. And can you give us some examples of lives that have you've witnessed have been transformed and what you've seen and learned from 
that transformation? Sure, sure. Well, and, and I can certainly speak to uh, you know my, my past role in, as assistant to head coach there in Chicago and working with those two great leaders, both Coach Smith and Coach Trestman. I learned an awful lot. Uh, just the amount of time uh, that goes into having to interact with people, uh, not just your coworkers or players and members of your staff, but the fans uh, with media. Um, I, I can always remember uh, whether we were at training camp or, or with Coach Smith or in the office with Coach Tressman. And I learned that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I, I, I sincerely learned that. And one of the greatest things that, that rubbed off on me was, was just simply treating people the same, uh, regardless of what your position was, if you were a starter, regardless of what your title was. It, it, it was always an open-door policy, and, and, and one of which that they just really made a point to serve people the same way and to speak with people the same way and, and, and to treat them the same way and, and to encourage them. And, and, and they were really strong on leading by action. I believe that uh, your ability to you know, become whatever it is that you envision in life, you know, comes from passion, not position. You know, don't let the position you're in right now define who you are, what you're going to become. And, and they did just that. You know, they, they led with passion. Uh, they led with grace and, and, and with extreme humility. Uh, humbleness would be the, the, the centerfold that, that would connect uh, my experiences with both. Um, you know, I, I strongly believe that, as the Bible says, he who makes himself... Uh, great will eventually be made humble, but he who makes himself humble will be made great. And I think that's why those uh, two men are, are fantastic and, and great in their own special way. Sure. And as as far as leadership qualities uh, that you learned from them, you know, besides treating people the same and and um, being very humble and and showing people that you care. Were there any other things that that were takeaways from each of those leaders that you then incorporate into your world on a daily basis? Oh, definitely. Well, one of the main things just kind of combined them both was in the midst of any. Uh, crisis, if you will, or adversity. Uh, Mark would oftentimes say the inevitability of adversity. You know, each week we work towards either winning or losing, and it's very applicable to life. So if we were down and out, and let's say we have a string of losses and or wins, it was to keep an even kill approach about it. It was not to get discouraged about it, regardless of what the outcome was. It was to keep an even kill approach with everyone. And to go to the other leaders within the team, uh, to the leaders within the staff, and, and rallying a group of men together uh, for a common cause, understanding that, that we were all in it together. So, so for me personally, um, when I experience adversity, um, uh, whether it's in a project or, or, or something not going according to plan, I try to stay even killed, um, communicate with respect um, and, and humility, but understand that getting it together collectively is also going to serve us towards a better uh, picture in the long run. And I really learned that from both of them, just the way they handled success and adversity. And every person who works in the NFL, especially at the club level, who's vying for wins and losses, uh, faced that. 
uh, week to week rather than practice. Uh, one of the interesting things about practice I learned is that when you're in practice and you're running plays, offense against defense, every single play, one guy is going to win, one guy is going to lose. And having that mentality to be able to move on to the next one uh, with the same approach, giving it your all, keeping that tenacity, you know, being tenacious, there's a lot of coaches out there, a um, lot of leaders out there that would equate being tenacious, like giving 110%, make sure you give 200%. But the reality of it is that I learned from both coaches is that you can't give more of what you don't have. You can only give 100%. Being tenacious means that you give all of yourself and certainly not less in every situation, on every play, in every project. And, and, and that was the, the main thing that I learned there that translated to my uh, administrative work here that, that I'm sure will continue to carry on because, it, as you see, um, adversity is part of life. And success is certainly part of that as well. Sure. And any, in, especially in an administrative function, things are going to go wrong. And so th- having that attitude that, hey, this too shall pass and I'll, I'll make it through this uh, is really an important attitude. One of the great things that I recall from my interview, and I, I really enjoyed my time with Coach Tressman because he was so down to earth. I mean, he called me, you know, one evening and when I was at the grocery store and he called me and just said, hey, Fiat's Mark Trussman. You know, I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like it was he, you know, he had to go through you in order to get to me. I mean, none of that happened. He just called me direct. And I really appreciated that personal touch that he had with me. But one of the significant aspects of that interview, which I think applies to everybody in life is that he said that on any given play, you will either succeed or fail. So either you're getting closer to a first down or mm-hmm. you're not. And he said the, the important element of that is to let go of the failure as quickly as possible so that you can focus on the next play. And I use that, I use that quote and that story with my children all the time now because I have children who are athletes and uh, it's, so I just simply say each, they're both in track right now and they've both, uh, my son played football, my daughter played volleyball, so they've both had a huge athletic career and um, and I say, hey, you know, each, each track meet now that you face, you're going to have success or not or not as successful as you think you're going to be and it's important to let that go so that you can focus on the next meet or the next event or the next race that you're running or the next field event that you're throwing in. And I think that applies to anyone in any given life. You're exactly right. Uh, That's an amazing point, and I absolutely couldn't agree more, could not agree more. Right, right. Let's talk a little bit, Michael, about what inspires you to keep living the life of your dreams. How do you build that on that inspiration every single day when you wake up and you have long days, obviously a long day today, and what keeps inspiring you? What really keeps inspiring me is just this thought, this idea, this notion that I can truly and sincerely make a difference in someone else's life. Again, I, I kind of sense that the, the recurrent theme here is, is to appreciate the moment and to, and to 
understand the now. Again, learn to learning to appreciate what you have before time makes you appreciate what you had. And and with that mentality, uh, just understanding that I understand what my purpose is. You know, we're going to have numerous platforms throughout the journey, whether it's in different roles or different departments or different industries or what have you. But understanding that you have to perform your purpose on that platform, whatever your platform is in life. And that's what inspires me. It, 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 it's, it's that moment of knowing that whoever I come in touch with, that I can impact them to create a better life for themselves, which can in turn create a better life for the people in their realm of influence, in their inner circle. And, and that just keeps me going. And, and of course, God is, as well, because time and time again, like those stickers that you mentioned earlier in the show that, that said you're beautiful. Um, my, I just did a, a video recently on, on YouTube about being good enough, and it was simply me just telling my followers, you're good enough. Um, you're good enough. Simple, but so powerful at the same time. And showing people that you're good enough, because sometimes it's, it's not enough to hear yourself tell yourself that you're good enough in whatever field you're in or whatever you're doing in life. And and giving that energy off, just like you mentioned with the boomerang effect, uh, that's what inspires me is to be able to know that I can wake up and give that intuition to someone who can in turn give it to others. And that just means the world to me. Well, and and what really is the difference for you, and, and you are a difference maker, Michael, and what the, what is the difference for you is this, that you have the internal dialogue to connect to that faith, that inspiration, that that knowingness that you can make a difference. And that is your internal dialogue. It may not be your internal dialogue 24-7. There may be stumbling blocks of fear. We all have them. I've been doing this work for almost 20 years now and looking and examining and exploring some of my fears. But I think once you overcome those fears, there's just so much more love, possibility, and abundance that just overflows. And then you can share that with others. So it's kind of like the overflowing cup. You know, when your cup is running over, you have that much more that allows you to serve in a greater way and really make a difference in a greater way. And that's what I see you doing. That's the, the value add that you have in the lives of people. It's to touch those lives with greater love and possibility and greater service. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. And, and uh, again, I continue to agree with you. Thank you for sharing that as well. Sure, sure. Now, here's an interesting statement that I read on your bio that your goal is not to live here forever, but your goal is to create something that will touch the lives and and, then that will impact the lives of people. Tell us what that something is that you, that legacy that you want to leave here. Well, well. In short, uh, again, I'm going to mention what I said about uh, the inevitability of this time, the, the mortality factor. We're not going to live here forever. Um, at, at some point, um, we can store up and save up and, and uh, you know, contribute to our 401ks and get the pensions. But at the end of the day, all of this is going to come to an end for each of us at some moment in time. So, so really, it's instilling that something of 
learning to appreciate what you have. Anyone who's on the sound of my voice, just learning to appreciate whatever you have right now before time makes you appreciate what you had. And and really, I want to just encourage them. Uh, there's something that I want to leave with them is, is to know that you can truly become whoever it is in life you want to become. You can add value in whatever area you want to become if you keep God first. And by God, I mean Jesus Christ. And along the journey, be bold. Be bold in what you stand for and, and care for what you fall for. And if you believe in, in your dreams, they may come true, but if you believe in yourself with God, they will come true. And I'm a living testament of that. And, and that's really the something that I want to leave and, and give off to people. And more than that, I want them to give that off to the people that they know because I can't reach everyone that they know, but I know they can. And that's, that's truly that, that's something that I want uh, to give to anyone and everyone. I concur with you in that, and, and I can tell you that each interview that I do with people, each coaching session that I have, each speech, speaking engagement that I uh, do, it's always given up to God. You know, it's, it's always just saying, use me as a vehicle and as a vessel to be able to impart a message that will inspire these people or this person, whoever it is. And, and, it, and it's on a daily basis that I turn that over and, and uh, you know, give that up. So I, I agree with you there. Let's, before we close, Michael, uh, let's tell the listeners how you can be contacted as a speaker or uh, a peer leader or mentor to others. I want to get that information out before we wrap. Sure, sure. Well, for, for, for starters, uh, if anyone wants to reach out and, and book me, they can email bookmichaelleach at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-K-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-E-A-C-H at gmail.com. And for their convenience, they can also call uh, 917-765-3727. And either me personally or someone from my team would, would, would reach out and contact them um, to, to connect and see how I can help or consult or speak with them one-on-one. And, again, everyone communicates, but few connect. And I'm definitely involved with social media. So if they want to follow me on Twitter, at Mr. Michael Leach, all one word, um, they can find me there. And, and, and I'm sure if you Google, you can find uh, YouTube, among other things. But I'm always open, and I'm always happy to add value to anyone and everyone who reaches out. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Michael. I know uh, people will certainly... Um, feel the inspiration and feel your cup overflowing as they are, uh, you know, engaged with you. So we're out of time. So I want to just extend my gratitude and thanks to you, Michael, for taking your time to share your concepts of being a servant leader and also of uh, living your dreams. And I, I can't wait to see what's next for you. It'll be really fun to watch. Thank you so much. for It, it, it was an honor, a pleasure, and I'm, I'm tremendously humbled. And, and thank you for thinking of me, and I enjoyed the time. I really did. Yeah, I did, too. Thank you. And as always, we honor all service people, including the firemen and policemen and women, along with our troops who serve our country. We are forever uh, in gratitude for that service that you provide for our freedoms and for our country and for its citizens. And thank you to our loyal listeners 
for connecting with us each and every week. We really do appreciate you, and we wish all of you a very inspired week. And we'll be right back here next week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.